this was um, this photograph up here. It's a a young lad, and he was in school, um, and then on his graduation, uh, he wore these high heels to his. You know, like it, it wasn't as it was kind of like the end of year thing. Um, and I don't know, was he fucked out or was he just, I don't know, did it go viral? But um, he was kind of closeted for a long period of time and then he just said, fuck this, and he, he wore these massive high heels to the, to his end of year night just to be, allow himself to be who he is. And yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a nice story to read. And you were saying earlier on that you work with a lot of kids who, would you say that they're on the sort of fringes of, of, yeah. of say, the, the world that you inhabit in your head and yeah. then you work with these other people who, yeah. who are slightly separated? Do, yeah. do you see it that way? Is that? Yeah, but I'd see myself as kind of maybe separated as well. I don't feel that, I don't feel that young Irish men are included. I don't think there's a, a space. Um, Is that particular from where, where we were talking about Ross I don't know if it's where Longford I'm from, but I, I think it's kind of, it's, well, I'm, I consider myself as kind of well-traveled, but like if you, don't, if you don't play football, if you don't play hurling, if, if there, you, you don't sit with the kind of the okay and the kind of traditionally respected role of where a young man can perform, well then you don't fit. Um, and so you're, you, you sympathise with that whole, that whole I, I, is that where you come from? Yeah. In, in your, in, yeah, as, yeah. A, as, as a separate, yeah, and, and it turn, turns you into an artist. Yeah, but then I was like, as, I don't know, it's, I would have been influenced by uh, the people who I'm teaching and also by where I grew up and who my friends are. So like I would have, I lived through the boom and the bust and I saw when things were, you know, brilliant. But when things were brilliant, there was always that vacuum, you know, like people were trying to fill that vacuum with going out and buying stuff, you know, and had this disposable income. And then all that fell away and then they lost their jobs and they lost their, where they were staying and they were back living with their families again and on no money and then the government decided in their wisdom then that they were going to even cut you know the the job seekers even more when you're living at home so just to whatever bit of self-respect and kind of individual like kind of being an individual that was just taken ripped off you a bit more so it just felt like that the hurdles for for empowering yourself after you fell right to the you know right to the bottom was they just became massive and then and, and you you felt that personally? Yeah. So how did, how did you react to that? Um, I left. I went to I went to Edinburgh. I decided that um, I wanted to see. I wanted to investigate how number one I could fix my own head, but then how else I could influence um, specifically kind of young men looking at try to generate. Um, a hero image or try to generate something that could potentially save these kids. But then I figured out fairly quickly that that was, you can't do that with 
you know, like you can get people talking, but you can't fix someone by a drone, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of went... But you, you thought you could, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, and I went kind of naive, and I was looking at when Ireland was great, and looking back, and instead of looking back, I just needed to look at what was in the present, and when I had left, uh, the London riots were just after finishing. Um, so there was all of that, and, and that discussion, it, it was led by Channel 4 and The Telegraph, and, you know, there was... The majority of the media had said, oh, look at these, you know, scum, they're out, like, just kind of looting and pillaging, and rather than looking, like, just scraping the surface a little bit and looking, well, why, you, you know, what's the cause of this? Why is this happening? Um, and then the Trayvon Martin case happened over in the States, and now we have, like, Black Lives Matter, we had the Ferguson case, there's, you know, nearly every month in the last two years has been a case that... that is show because now there's so many it shows that we need to just scratch the surface a bit more and, and the, the, it's not as easy the, the answer isn't as easy as these are kids that are fuckers you know what i mean that's not the answer to the question the, the question is um why haven't we set up a space where young men feel that they belong or young men feel that they can contribute to to you know kind of who we are and what we are um, and you related that to home? Yeah. Um, uh, or did you relate it to yourself? I think, I think in every piece I do, there's a, there's a bit of me in it. So, um, and I, I even recently did a piece for Pieta House in, in Bloom, and it was the first time that I actually stood and talked to people about the work that I'd done. Um, and the amount of people said that, is that you in the drawing, is that like, and I was kind of going, no, it looks nothing like me, but then it was kind of gone, oh, well, it must be, you know what I mean? Because I was taking a photograph earlier on, and you're, it's a lot of black. Yeah. You were giving out your friends, and I was, yeah. why, don't, why don't you wear more uh, colours, Color. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but there was a sort of a, because this, I, I kind of want to talk to you about the, how the, the work looks, is that yeah. there's, a, there's a sullen, you know, sort of a feeling that, and you you sort of exude that when, yeah. when you get your photograph taken. Yeah, yeah. I was I kind of hoped for it, but I didn't want to say it to yeah. you. It was a cliche, but yeah. I absolutely seen what you were doing. Yeah. Relate to your actual work. It's, yeah. It's, it was very it's very different. You know? Yeah. There is like, I don't know. There is like, there's absolutely me in the stuff, um, and that's a kind of a difficult thing to sit with sometimes because. Um, you don't want people kind of to know that either, you know, that kind of way. Um, but you're the only representative. Mm. Is that not your job? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> surely, it, it, surely it is your job to say to the whole world. Yeah, but I, that's where I have a problem with, with how things are set up at the moment. Because we have people that are kind of paying their taxes and they're living just normal lives and they're saying all right there you are government fix the problem of suicide oh there you are government fix that there's a homeless man there you go and fix it instead of getting up with their own arses and, and being part of the community like community the word means common unity you know it's, it's pulling together um, and people think that because they just dish out money that we have now a government that, that should and it's their duty to fix everything and we're kind of removing ourselves from that altogether and that's that's just in my opinion a cop out like my role is that I can play a part and can, can influence how people think but we all 
can influence how, how people think in a way. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to you saying that you know that we separate ourselves or we try to separate ourselves because we have elected these people and we think that, that it's their job to fix mm. to fix the world and to, to fix our world yeah. especially when we think that that's easy do you know what I mean then you do that and then you assume the role of the child you assume the role of the the kind of the one that will take the dominance of of those that are that are put in that situation and that's not really how things are um and i don't think it'll take much to kind of flip that but then you know there's a there's like even with the yes equality piece that i did like i was i was asked before well why did you do it and 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 what was what was the point of it like other people were were able to go on canvas and and I didn't go to anyone's door or kind of, you know, kind of have that bravery that was there and kind of talk to someone one on one and say. Did you okay. did you feel did you feel that you had you had done enough by doing that one piece? Um, yeah. Um, well, you got to the front of the New York Times, so. <laughs> yeah, I always knew that. Like I, when I came up with the idea, I came up with the idea around Christmas, and I called over two of the lads. Just come over to the house. I have a couple of ideas, and we we have another couple of ideas that are coming up. And they were there. We opened a, um, a couple of drinks, and, and they were there looking at me. I was like fucking manic, going look, and then I'm going doing this, and I'm going doing this. And they were like, "All right, oh yeah, grand, great, yeah, great idea." <laughs> and then it kind of turned out that it did, it did happen. But I always knew it was going to be that poignant or that pivotal image, or you know. And I wanted to make something that was dignified. Um, and I knew it had, <clears throat> I knew it had a massive power and an energy that was in it. Um, I'd never expected it to get the front cover of the New York Times, but feck it. No, but you're no, no, that's I don't believe that. Your timing was impeccable, and your manic Christmas state was probably an unknown thing. Yeah. Where you're sort of, I yeah. have to do this. I have to yeah. say something. Yeah. Like, I've worked hard in, 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 with timings. Like, when I first did the piece for... So I'm right, yeah. In a way, yeah. Like, when, when I first came back to Ireland and did the piece that was on Acklehenge, um, I, was, I was home for a year, and I was back in teaching, and I'd finished a two-year course. I was over in Edinburgh, and I was going, fuck, I need to do something. Um, and there was no money coming in, and, and the cost of these is massive. Like, like the cost of putting these up is, is huge. So I needed to get money from someplace, and the Arthur Guinness Funds was projects was kicking off. So I put up, um, put up, put in my my application, and then put up the piece on Ackle. So when the piece was up on Ackle, you know the the final decision was being made on who who the bursary was going to, and then that turned out that I got that, and then that was able to fund me for the next year. Um, and I worked incredibly hard then for the next year, maybe 18 months, just to get our nation's sons up and working and, and, and getting it on buildings that were quite um, important. Like I did the piece that was down in Limerick and then I came to Dublin and then I did a piece over in Galway. And then I went down to Cork and I told them down in Cork, I was like, uh, well, I'd like a piece that's, you know, a, a site that's pretty important. And you know the way Cork people are, they're like real kind of rebellious and Jesus. Where are you putting them up in other places? And I said, um, like really prestigious sites in, in these other cities. Oh, all right. 
and where are you thinking in Cork? And I said, well, the front of City Hall is a beautiful building. The front of City Hall? So they went off, and a week later they said, yeah, off you go there. Um, so that was amazing, like, to get kind of those kind of sights. Um, and then everything, once we put up the piece in Dublin, th- Dublin, everything, that was a strange time because um, your like school was mental because uh, all of the junior certs and leaving certs were coming up to there. And you're teaching? Yeah, full time. So you, in my head, I'm, I'm going to go back now a little bit because mm. I know you've kind of set it up, but here's the reasons and it, yeah. it's a part of me but it isn't a part yeah. of me and we'll try work that out later yeah. but you, you said a couple of things I, I kind of had it in my head that you were, you were a teacher first and then you became an artist or mm. and then you, you, you no you, you studied how to blow glass yeah I trained as a as a, um, I trained in NCAD um, and studied glass and then what possessed you to do that? I don't know. There was an energy that was in the substance, um, and it's only recently I, I, I um, met up with a with a friend um, that I had actually gone to college with, um, Robert Flood, and he directs all of and produces all of the films that we've made over the last three years. But I met re met him three years ago, and we hadn't spoken for nearly the guts of ten years. Um, and I was talking him through the stuff and, and I just, he kept using the word energy and I thought, this lad is fucking mad. Like, what's he on about energy? And then the more I got into it, the more that I thought that that is kind of how I work. And it's finding those kind of energies that, that I am incredibly interested in. And there's something about glass that is just, you have something that is quite, it, it can horrifically damage you but then it's something that is in its raw form and you can make into anything that you want. You can, you lead it. Like it has ultimate control, but you lead it. Um, and then when you're making glass, you have to work in a team. You have to build a team that's around you that you trust because you're working with hot glass. And then that, you know, kind of you can tell them, you're teaching them how to make the stuff that you want. And I found that that's... Uh, where I wanted to go, I found that that was the more interesting than the substance. The substance then came kind of secondary to that. And then I went into teaching, um, and that was great. Um, but that had put you in touch with, with people that we were talking about earlier on, who were on the fringes, those... Because I've done yeah. work with early school leavers. Yeah, and um, I, I, I started start- off in, in a, a convent in Goatstown. Um, I went straight in the door, and that was like a baptism of fire, it was a maternity leave. And then I left there and then went to Yates College, which is one of the most kind of, it's a fee-paying uh, repeat school out in, in, in Galway. And that was like really, you know, you have to know your stuff inside out. Um, but then when I was there, it was great because I learned my trade. But then I lost all, like there's, there's two things about kind of education. There's like getting the results, but then there's the whole holistic side of it. And that didn't exist in Yates. And that's what, that's what interested me the most. And then at that point, I also went back and did a course in the psychology of counselling. Um, so I was kind of getting into that and looking at kind of how art can influence people and how kind but of... But we were, we're here in the RHA and um, we were looking at the works on, on the wall and you were saying that pieces that, that you'd seen would never make it into, you know, in front of kids who, who could who could and it could change their life that mm. they would see that kind of mm. work 
and that you're saying that you know that kind of correlates with the idea that people leave places like yeah you said that what like first off i'm an artist like i'll go into my class and i had a second year group we were putting up a piece on trinity college and i had a drawing it was actually a lad that was in the school that that, that i had drawn um and these were 24 kids that were 14 to 15 and we sat in the for nearly a week i was doing the drawing they were working on what they were working on and then we had to submit the crop as to you know kind of the, the the crop of the image to to trinity so it was like we sat down we said okay well this is the full body this is a real tight crop up on his head this is a tight crop up on his on his chest so we sent it into trinity and then they sent an email back while i was still sitting in the same class and this is kind of we don't want the nipple in it so and the kids are like fuck off <laughs> tell trinity to fuck off and I, we're there and i was saying well okay and then I was saying, well, why does the nipple need to be in it? And they go, well, it creates balance. It shows that it's a young man. It says that there's the deepness, the drawing, the tone that you have in his armpit needs to match up to his head. If you don't put that in, he's, there's no balance that's in it. So I had 14 or 15-year-olds telling me to tell Trinity to fuck off and that they had, you know, kind of, that they were wrong. And given kids that power over their opinion, um, that doesn't happen normally in a, inside in a class, and you know, like it's it's by being an artist in in that they could see, like they knew the work, they know my stuff inside out. They they kind of they see the drawings, they see the amount of work that goes into it daily. Um, so yeah, it was. And you th- you know we were saying that that state-run school education. And as <laughs> hell, it's bland. Like there's it's there's. There's, it's just and corridors full of coke machines <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ uh, we have a school that we're in at the minute and uh, it burnt down yay 15 years ago <laughs> sorry and after <laughs> <laughs> and after after it burnt down they bought in these second hand prefabs that were meant to last for 5 years oh. and 15 years later we're only just starting now to see the building of the new school Um at, at certain points of the day, no, I don't really want to get too much into it, but it, you wouldn't let, you know, like, you yeah. wouldn't. People are looking at, at, do you remember all these kids that were in Romania? You know, them kids that were in the orphanages that were like this? That's what some schools are in Ireland. Like, it's, it's disgraceful. And then they, they leave environments that are, you know, horrific. How can you be enthused going into these places? And then the curriculum, like their curriculum is f- over 45 years old. How in Jesus Christ are you going to kind of produce something that is new in its thinking or kind of, you know, free or open if it's, you know, Jesus, it's, it's too bound, you know, like it's, it's, um, but then it's good, you know, because then there's remarkable freedom in it. Like I can go into my class and teach practically whatever I want and what I set the curriculum. Um, and that's, that's great. Um, and because I get to do that, then the kids learn far more. They're, they're much more rounded. And then they see me as, a, as an artist first. They'd always see me. Like when I won the, <laughs> when I got the funding from uh, Guinness, there was a load of lads coming up in the corridor. It was the day after. And I was, it was all in the news and all the papers and everything. And they'd known. So they came up in the corridor and there was a glint in their eyes. I was going, what's wrong with you? You know all the money you won. Will you come out and buy his breakfast rolls? They were no more interested in anything that was happening. They just wanted to how they were going to profit from this. So it was, it was funny. Yeah, it's good. You have that grounding as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's great that that you kind of work in that environment. 
so you don't miss uh, glass blowing. I do. I miss the. I, I'm. I miss going into the studio on NCAD. I think it's an absolute disgrace that they left the furnace uh, closed down. Um, yeah, it's it's. There's some things that I don't know what sort of decisions are going, but that whole place is rotten at its at its core at the minute. Um, National College of Art and Design. Yeah, like imagine if 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 that was the National College of Law or the National College of absolutely, Surgeons, absolutely, absolutely, it'd be a different. If that was the National College of uh, Engineers or the National College of anything where there of commercialism, fuck me, it'd be or the National College of Building Contractors, <laughs> man, it'd be the most best, beautifully run open space space that you'd have like it. But it's just, yeah, there's no real regard on it that's there. But then you look at the power that, that, that art has, like, look at the, <laughs> the influence it can have on, on society. But then it's not, it's not kind of referenced. Like, how many times have we, the three of us here in the room, been asked, uh, will you do a drawing for me? Shall I buy you a pint? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lies. <laughs> <laughs> you do that thing for me now so you love it don't you you love it yeah um, I'm going to go back to the works the Our Nation Sons they're very sullen yeah I said earlier on that there's nobody smiling I know that sounds very probably obvious yeah but and I do this too I always ask somebody if I'm taking their portrait not to smile yeah. because I think the eyes tell a lot if they're not smiling yeah um, like even when you were taking my photograph downstairs, like I, I'm, we're here to have a discussion about me and about the work. And if I was down smiling, that's not really kind of like when you asked to take the photograph. I was thinking, okay, well, and I brought myself to something that I wanted to think about, something that I would like to see come out in the picture and I whenever I'm working with with the lads that the 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 kids that we recruit in whatever cities we're working in I try to get to know them first before I even show them the camera because you have to have that level of trust or that kind of because you can take out a camera and you get all these kind of you know these faces that that people make when they're taking a a selfie but it it takes something else to kind of you know capture a, a a personality or a soul in 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 an image um and is the overall subject matter to do with with suicide and no it's actually it, it, it's what, not what, what the, other themes the, the 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 story started off that it was um it's kind of a selfish thing so i'm uh i wanted to make uh, a job or, a, or a, a profession of the best of both worlds so that I was a teacher and an artist so what I've done is created a, a space for me that allows me to be an artist but also allows me to go down and work with young people which I find you know is really part of me and part of my work um, so I created that optimum kind of job in a way um, and then how has how has all of this work that we've been talking about and the concepts that you've been talking about helped you directly? Um, well, when we talk about, um, you know, the, the project Our Nation Sons and, and it was brought about because I had seen 
society's um, lack of engagement with with specifically young Irish people, and and it's not you know like if you look at the out into other communities that that also exists. But I wanted to talk about Ireland because that's where I grew up. That's what I know best. Um, and when I was talking about this and when I engage in this project, obviously the first things that are going to come up is suicide, uh, emotional well-being, uh, mental health issues, emigration, um, unemployment. All of these are very, very big issues under the umbrella of kind of disillusionment and disenfranchisement of, of, of young, young men, young, young uh, men in particular. But that's not where I see the power and that's not where I see my work having its most influence. Like I walked into these, I walked to Limerick City, walked in the door of a school, a youth centre, met lads on the street and says, here, there's a project that I wanted to do. Ultimately, that project talked about all of those issues. But the most important part of that project was that we showcased the power and the potential that's in the, those eight young lads. That yeah, that but that, that's not my question. My question was, uh, what about... How does that's it, how that influences me. That's me. But does it does it fix you? Uh, no. Because you're, you're not broken, obviously. But like I'm just saying, does it help you? Well, there you? must be bits of me that is broken, if that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I live this. Like, I... There is bits of me in it, and I, I see bits of me in every kid that, that I work with. But then... Um, Sometimes I'm not the most important thing to talk about. I don't know. It's it's things like that. Like you, like I can't explain to you what it's like to lose a kid that you teach, because number one, you're not their parent, and number two, you're not their friend, but you are. You're both, because you are their parent and you are their friend. And then when you you lose that, and then you go in and you're standing at the top of the room, and you have that relationship with them, because. Sometimes being an art teacher, you have a deeper relationship. And that's only, that might be a very selfish thing for me to say, but I believe you have a deeper relationship with, with it's, students. It's not, it's not academic, it's, no. it's, it's of the heart. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, you talk to them. And it's, it's, you're, you're very careful about their work because you can come in and you can say, oh, Alan, you got that maths question wrong. It's fucking wrong, Grant. But you can't say that about your work. Like, imagine if I said to you that's wrong. Like, it's, it, it's, it, it's you, you know what I mean? It's you and the work. So you have a different relationship with, with, with kids. And you're there, you know that this kid is after dying, and then you have to walk into that classroom with them 24 kids, and there's that gulf that's missing. And you have to, you have first you have to acknowledge it, then you have to show them that you're hurting, then you have to show them that there's life afterwards. Like it's one of the most difficult things and, and, and days that you'll ever live and then doing that five times. So that's reason kind of, and then when I do the drawings, I'm trying to, I'm fixing myself. So when I'm doing the drawings, I'm fixing that pain. Um, by doing the drawings and putting up these things, it just closes that down a little bit. Um, and by putting up these drawings, like if I put up one of those drawings down at Limerick and it, someone is in, sitting in a pub and they're going, okay, well, what does it, what's that drawing about? And I won't tell anyone. Like, I put no writing on the stuff whatsoever. So I don't forcefully tell people what it's about. And if they, they go in and they sit around their dinner table and they go, oh, what's that drawing about? Oh, Dad, that drawing is about um, mental health. Or uh, Joan Freeman told me an amazing story. She was saying that, you know, there's darkness into light walks. 
Um, and imagine if you are a kid, a 10-year-old kid, and your parents come running into your room and says, come on, come on, it's time to get up. And it's four o'clock in the morning. And they get up and, oh, where are we going? Oh, we're going to the darkness into light walk. Oh, great. And that adventure of getting into the car and going to Phoenix Park and getting out in the middle of the night and then walking with people and just walking by people and talking about your things and your kind of mental health things. Imagine if you are that 10-year-old kid in eight years later and you have a mental health issue. Can't you imagine how easier it is in your house to have that conversation. So by putting up these drones and by maybe provoking those conversations in those pubs or those family homes or wherever they are around, around kind of with friends, it just opens that door. And even by people sharing it on Facebook, you see a friend that has shared something that may be kind of touching you in a way. Like even when we did the Yes Equality thing, like the amount of people that emailed me afterwards and, and got in contact on Facebook and said, Oh, thanks a million. And one lad saw the huge outpouring that was from it and felt that he could bring his boyfriend or his new lad that he was with at the minute out for dinner down in Limerick. And that, that, it's those little things that are, that are pretty amazing. It's those little things that, what I want to talk about and kind of fixing me, but then also kind of fixing other people as well. Kind of. Sometimes there's other things that are far more important to talk about. And, and I believe that that's, the kind of young people at the minute like I'll move on and I'll go and I'll grow up and but still like I and I saw that as an issue when I was a kid 20 years ago like 15 20 years ago that's still an issue now so that's fucking wrong so what I'm trying to do now is to try and influence that conversation in a way that helps maybe not this immediate generation but maybe five years down the line like if you look at at mental health and, and kind of how young men are, are viewed in society over the last five years. Like when I began this project five years ago, I went in and tried to get funding or tried to talk about this. No one was willing to even have that conversation. Now with, you know, kind of the work of Pieta House, they're in their, what, ninth year now that, that, that things are set up. You have the likes of, you know, kind of celebrities in, in a way that are coming out and talking about their mental health. Mental health in Ireland is much more... Um, it's a conversation that's happening more, more so and more about our kind of emotional states. We're more willing to talk about how we are um, than we were five years ago. And that's our role as, as being creative people. Like we, would be, we position ourselves as being those that, you know, kind of sit outside the norm or outside the group on the edge. And we will speak about how we feel and we'll speak about things that hurt us and we'll speak about when we're very happy and you influence those that are in your social group by saying that and then you'll have other people that will come and speak to you um, because that's your language that's how you live um, so yeah I think it is incredibly part of me and I am trying to fix me but I have realized that I'm only a small tiny you know bit in, in, in something that is has more power and has is is more of a kind of a, a bigger thing than just my little kind of old problems. Um, do, do you remember we were talking before and I was saying I was going to use the interview as a way to sort of ask you one actual particular question. I always ask everybody I do these stay calm kind of interviews about is how to stay calm. What What's the stuff that drives you mad? Oh, Jesus. Um... 
What drives me mad? But you know what I mean by drives you mad. You know, the thing that really simple, it could be a really funny, simple thing that, that oh, anno- yeah. annoys you. you yeah. Know? Um, Shopping centres. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, fuck, there's so many. <laughs> well, name one. Just, just name one or two, then. And why? Why? There's things I, I love. Well, how about we go the opposite direction then? So what, what, do, what, you, do, what love? do you love? Oh, fuck. That's even more complicated. <laughs> what makes you happy? What, like, what, what gets you through your day? Apart um, from doing the work and obviously you get up every morning to... Talking, interacting with people. Just, just having a conversation with people. But also um, the transference of, of an energy. So like I, I'm, when you talk to someone, you're kind of giving them the gift of... of your feeling and kind of your passion um, and if you can kind of like there's people you meet in the day and there's, there's no sense of, of kind of passion or exchange of energy in the conversation but sometimes there is and sometimes you when you spoke about meeting those people in the middle of their day you know then they're waiting at the spire I find that you know 40 times a day in, in, in school because you can say something to a kid that you might find as a past remarkable kind of a thing and Five years later, they're coming up and quoting you that you said this to me and that made a difference then. Um, things that fuck me off. Um, uh, chewing gum. I fucking hate it. The whole concept of it. <laughs> it's fucking rotten. Um, number one, I hate mint. Number two, I can't have a conversation with someone that's... Uh, when it goes in the ground, uh, you know then when people are being real polite and they rip something off like a, and they're there and put it in front of you and they leave it on the table. Oh, it's fucking rotten. Yeah. Um, chewing gum. Uh, what else fucks me off? Jesus, it's going to be a big list. Um, oh, what a love. Um, bloodsuckers on the walls outside. You know them little... Red blood suckers that you used to kill when you were a young fella. Um, I like them. What else do I like? Um. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was that was a curveball. That was that the was blood suckers. That was very different. All right. Um, it's little things. I like. Uh, I w- I took a walk through a forest um, last week and and met a, a tree that was four hundred years old, and just yeah. Just saw that. The simple stuff. Just looked at that. And then uh, recently went up to a, a place. It's not too far from home. Um, a, a friend brought me to this place. It's his place, but it's an amazing place. And I only go when I get invited by him because it's, it's his place. It's his safe place. He goes there when his head gets a bit too full or he goes for a smoke. or It's just his place. Um, and he always talks about it, but I only go when I'm invited so he invited me there recently and we went up and all the bluebells had just come out so there was like a, a full carpet in in the the woodland it's a a, a natural kind of a deciduous woodland and the whole place is blue just blue and then we went back uh, a couple of weeks later and the whole place smelled like garlic because it was wild garlic so it's kind of like them really kind of little Simple things are, are pretty cool. Um, what else do I like? Black. 
Oh, here, I'll tell you the reason why the drawings are black and white. Um, I started off working when, when I was with uh, JR, and I was moving into getting my own stuff printed. Um, and there was a, I had gone to this lad, and he just, he was odd, because I went in the first day and he was like kind of looking at me like I had 40 heads. And then the second day he'd done his bit of research on me and he was going, all right, come in here, Joe. And then he was saying that when you print black and white, um, there's a charge, you know, for just black and white. And it's the cheapest thing. And I was in college and I had no money, so I needed to be black and white. But then when you put in a lot of black or any other color, mostly black, there's a saturation charge. So like if you print something that's, you know, if you printed something that was like that, it's just black and white. But if you printed something that had huge amounts of black in it, you get charged double the amount. So what I try to do then is that's why the hair is generally always white. And that's why there's a lot of white that's in the, in the drawing. Because at that time when I was developing up the style, it was to do with the cost of how expensive things are. So that's kind of how that came about. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to think what I like and what I don't like. And I'm, um, do you like Facebook drones? I don't like I don't like the idea of being contacted at the drop of a hat. You know the way people can have an immediate thought that there's no not much thinking in it, and it's like there, and you're sent these random emails. Um, you can't really say that if that's gone out. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's it's about it's about being in the world, you know, and then not wanting to be in the world. Yeah. Um, I love I love um, having my own space um, because school can be manic. Like I teach two hundred and forty kids most days, um, and then just having that no talk, you know that nothing. Um, that's great. You'll get that in the country if you go down the countryside. There's plenty of there is lots of it. fields and <laughs> bath, bats, bath, bath, bath water, bath water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... They sound like the two shitest answers for what you like and what you don't like. No, no, this chewing gum was great, yeah. Right. So what are you going to go and do next, then? Is, the, is um, sort of the last thing. And I want to... I don't want to turn out like the Shoigas. That I, I go all over the place. Um, I want to kind of pull myself back for a bit, a bit of... That's cool. Um, I want to pull myself back um, a bit... Um, because um, I don't want to be all over the place and kind of just, you know, and I'm not advertising anything. It's, I'm not kind of, it's yeah. not a, yeah. um, a brand that I'm trying to kind of establish. Do you go on holiday? Um, yeah, I'm going to Glastonbury. And then I have a mate that is um, there having a festival over in the golf uh, club that he runs, the, the resort that he runs. Um, so I'm going over to that in Norway then for another couple of weeks. So I'm going to take about a month out. Um, but I have, I, I want to do something for the 1916 Rising. Um, I have a fair idea of what I'm going to do, but I don't want to do something that's... On the same scale? Yeah. Yeah, I want something to do small. No, I want to do something that's um moving image. What about moving imagery? 
Where not yet. I want to. I want to figure out who I am first. Yet, like I'm only. I'm only in my kind of infancy. Mid career. Mid career. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, um, <laughs> I only feel that I'm kind of getting off. Like you, you start into so many different things, and I think this is. I only feel that this is the start of this this kind of section. So I just want to kind of figure it out. And I got offers to go to like London and New York, but I don't want to go yet. I've a bit too much more that I want to say here. Well, I like the idea that you know you've you, you worked with JR and all of that stuff kind of came to fruition in in the technical aspect mm. of it. So printing on large scale like that uh, was made easier because he kind of he, he's probably the best at it for that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, then he 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 told me bits, but he's he's brilliant because he's no ego. There's no ego there whatsoever. In you know, and what I mean by that is that he will you know sit and listen to you he's he's one of the best listeners that i've ever come across ever like he you talk to him and he's looking at you and he's you know you have his attention um and then if you you know he'll give you whatever you need whether it's information or or, or a handout um and that's great but then he won't like he won't feed you like a small bottled child do you know what i mean you, you get on you do your own thing well, yeah, like you learned loads to, uh, technically how to get these pieces up these, these oh, yeah, sizes of pieces yeah. but obviously famously the one fell down the cloud embrace yeah, fell down yeah. um you didn't feel sad it no. was it, it kind of no like the minute i the minute we put up the stuff and you turn your back on it and you walk off and you get breakfast and you leave that city you're got, you're done you're like as i it, it, it's a that's when it become that's it that's when it leaves me and becomes someone else's ownership changes hands at that point because i own that image like i sat with that image for three months four months beforehand in the generation of it in hiring in equipment for it you know everything like down to you know getting brushes hiring up um ballards trying to source uh, we we had to try we had to get traffic cones from Roscommon to come up in the back of a van and you know like there's all of that there's there's a huge amount of logistics and planning that goes into it what type of surface you're going on uh who you're going to have standing down below if there was a row or um if people didn't like it you know all of that had to be prepped and and, and thought about and then when you're dealing with you know kind of bureaucratic institutions like Dublin City Council that is that and and working in a school at the same time that can be like, kind of quite difficult um so when you're when it goes up on the wall, it, that's it. It's done. You you get your photograph and and you turn and you leave, and then it's someone else's. Like it's the city owns it. Then you don't have really much more of a say in it. Then when it came down, it was kind of gone. All right, Grant, it's only a bit of rain and it's only paper. Like it's that's all it is. It's no big deal. Jesus, it was it was funny when uh, it was started off. Like as I missed the whole thing when people were signing the petition, and then the next thing there was like forty nine thousand signatures on it. I was like, all right. <laughs> If only I could get a euro for all that. <laughs> <laughs> Off the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, trying to establish yourself as as uh, as an artist in, in the city is is tough as well. Because um, galleries are only now starting to, you know, kind of claw themselves back out of being, the recession hit them quite hard. And there's, they're trying to, you know, kind of, they, they worked with people that were their bread and butter and, and, you know, doing something, trying to showcase off something that's slightly new is is a leap of faith that I don't think it's there yet. Um, and then the Arts Council, that's, uh, I don't know, it's a fucking joke. Um, 
in all the years that I've ever applied for Anton, I got 250 euro. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, you just, I don't you, think you, it's you, fit for purpose. Like it's not, yeah. it's not fit for purpose. So it's just um, best basically just do it yourself. Yeah, but then saying that is, is how, like... How, yeah. That, like that's when, the con- is that a when constant I, When battle, I got yeah. down off the, the scissor lift on, on Georgia Street, I had 33 euro in the bank for three weeks. That's, that's it. Like that piece cost me thousands, thousands to put up on the wall and to take down. Um, and it, it's great. It's, it, it, it's great that, that kind of you get the, the, you know, the name and, and people recognize that that's your stuff. But then, and I wouldn't really be, have too much regard on money, but, you know, there's, there's, there was institutions, there are institutions there that, that, that could and, and, you know, should have given something towards that, but, and it didn't, it didn't transpire. So back to school. Yeah. Well, you've got exams. Have you yeah. got kids who have exams? Yeah. Um, starting on next Thursday, so they'll even start. Well, everything else is finished. So, you know, I finished on Friday, and you know, then when you, you know, like when you go home at Christmas and you're working, working, working right up until it, and then you have your day off, and then you get the flu. <laughs> That's what fucking happened to me on Friday. Went home, collapsed, puked, <laughs> collapsed again. Went to bed for three days. So now I'm back to normal again. I think. <laughs> but it's grand. Yeah. So you gonna go, you're going back home today? Uh, yeah, heading back home this evening. Um, and then I'm getting ready for a project. Hopefully, it's the only thing I'm going to do this summer. Um, uh, it's, it's a really nice project. So I'm just going to see. It, it depends on the site. It's absolutely site-specific, this one. Um, if more, we, more printing and large scale? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a big one. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very big one. Um, it'd be nice if it if it works out, like because you're you're not. I'm not talking to the likes of you when I'm going and pitching these ideas. I'm talking to people that are in grey suits, that are mid career, <laughs> that don't take many adventures, um, and don't like to kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of rock the boat a bit. It'd be nice to get through to them though, wouldn't it? Because the yeah. idea the idea is really good. Like, it is. But then, yeah, it was it was funny how much people protested over the Yes Equality one, and do you think that might have set you back a little? I don't really give a fuck. If it did, it it did to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if I have negated a certain group of people that by putting that up there, well, sound that's that was a great way of kind of sifting through yeah, yeah. those that I needed to sift through. Um, they won't be making it to the New York Times front page. <laughs> No, um, yeah, it's it's funny how how um, different the reaction has been to that as opposed to being to young like you know the yes equality thing was massive and it is a vital part of of society and it was a part of society that needed to be changed, but I think young men's mental health in a way could be something that is a bit more important. Um, and I don't think that that has yet got its recognition that it needs to have. That's our nation's sons isn't yet at the start of its journey. There's a huge, we have a huge, massive way to go yet. 